0: This is Beyond the Bookshelf podcast from the Columbus Junction Public Library. Welcome back, friends, to the Columbus Junction Public Library's Beyond the Bookshelf podcast. I'm Mandy And I'm Erin. And this time on the podcast, we are talking about pets. We're talking about pets, pets, pets. And before we get to the books, we're going to tell you a little bit about our cute, adorable, little furry friends <laughs> at home.
1: <sighs> okay. So I live on a farm, so obviously my family has a lot of pets. And they are like our family's pets kind of thing. My sister has a couple of her own cats. But like... I like I'm an adult now with like a job kind of thing and I have picked my first cat that I've like paid for everything for and I've like adopted like with my boyfriend kind of thing and his name is Orbis. He's short-haired. He is a cat. I didn't know if I I don't know if I said cat. He is a cat. Um I love him so I just assume everyone knows. Um but he's a short-haired black cat all black and he's got these bright orange eyes. They look like little pumpkins or little basketballs. Um he is so athletic and so sporty. I have no idea why he's with me but like he just likes to run and play and it's so cute because when we first got him he didn't play at all he just wanted to sit there and watch what we were doing and it was so cute and then now he just won't stop running and i love him so much and he is the best i like to call him little obi bobi um like i said we call him obi so he's very cute i will post a picture because i love him he is the best um and oh he likes to nap with me which is very nice i also like to call him my little baby bat Yes, I have heard you call him your little baby bat before. Very cute. I'll be Bobi Boberson.
0: Um, so we have two pets at our house. We have a adopted kitten that my daughter picked out. And her name is Ash because she is kind of dark and smoky, but gray and charcoaly. She kind of looks like the soot and the ash from um, the fireplace. And Ash does not enjoy snuggling. unless it is on her terms. She's very good at snuggling when you do not feel good or when you're sick, something like that. Like she does like to come and lay on you, um, especially if you have certain blankets that she really enjoys the feel of. But what she does, it's super funny, is she puts everybody to bed. What? Yes. So like when it's time for like the littler little to go to bed, she like will sit by the door and like, Look to the towards the hallway, like down towards the bedroom where child needs to go, and she'll look at child and she'll look at there and she'll, you know, so she like <laughs> walks in, makes sure, like, and then we'll lay there until child one, or actually it's child two, till child two falls asleep. Well, then child one goes like downstairs to sleep, and so she will pace back and forth between child one and the basement stairs until child one goes downstairs and like goes to bed, and then she'll stay with him until. until. Until he falls asleep. And then she comes back upstairs and then she just sits there on like the dining or on the um, living room like. Table? Like coffee table? Coffee table. And then she'll just look at the two of us like are we doing this? Let's go. I have a nap to catch. And like, she'll come in and lay with me. She's not so much worried about Chad, but like she just paces and roams if someone is gone. And then if somebody gets up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, she has to do the whole routine all over again. She goes to check to make sure child two is still in bed or she knows where child two is. Then she'll go to child one and she'll come to our room. It's the cutest thing ever. She puts us all to bed. I, you've had her since
1: she was a kitten, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's adorable.
0: She just grew up with this little routine. She has this little routine. (laughs) So then we have a 14, 15 week old German short hair puppy and his name is Oliver. And he gets called Oliver when he's ornery. But I call him my Ollie lolly when he he's being a good boy. Um, <laughs> and he has this thing where when you tell him you have to go to work and it's time to go to his kennel because he's a puppy and he eats everything in sight. Oh, yeah. Um, he has... Z- zero conscientiousness of his own (laughs) well-being with everything that he eats. So he will sit and he will try to show you what a good boy he's going to be and if you say that you have to go to work and it's time to go to his kennel, then he has jello for legs and he just plops over and couldn't possibly move until you rub his tummy and carry him to where you want him to be. He also loves to sit with child one and watch TV. He'll like lean back like he's an old man and have his paws just kind of hanging there and stare at the TV with child number one. <laughs> it is a hoot to watch. <laughs> he's just like a little old man. And he like, I don't know. It's do you funny. have a picture of that? I do have a picture of that. You need to post
1: that picture. I do. Like crop
0: your child one out and post the picture yeah. of the dog. Yeah. it It is a hoot um, because he's like, he just lays there. It's so funny because I've never seen a dog who shows his tummy so much. Really? Like, and just, yeah, like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. But yes, he loves to be called my Ali Lali. Those are our pets. And now we're going to talk about some books that talk about pets. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So the first one I want to talk about is called The Teacher's Pet by Annika Rose Rissi. So when the class tadpoles are big enough, Mr. Stricter allows the students to keep just one. And so they decide to name him Bruno. And he's the smallest, the sort of runt of the tadpole litter, if you will. But he doesn't stay that way for long. Before we know it... He is a giant classroom wrecking creature. He's eating desks, he's farting for show and tell, <laughs> and he's sneezing slime. But Mr. Stricter is blinded by his love for his pet, and so the class must take things into their own hands oh, to help no. Mr. Stricter and Bruno. So this is an adorable adorable picture book. How um of class pets and taking care of something. I love that it has like a different sort of class pet because it's a frog, I'm assuming, based on the fact that it's tadpoles. Anyway, so this one I think is super duper duper adorable fun read.
1: I love that. I also love that like I love being blind because my pet, Obi-Bobi, I love him. He is ornery and he does things he's not supposed to and you have to keep I don't want to say a close eye on him, but just remind him kind of things like don't claw up the new chair kind of things. And like I love the idea that this owner is also just blinded by and the kids are like, oh
0: okay, let me help you. Exactly. So cute. I, I love that the kids are in the driver's seat yeah. for this one versus kind of the opposite pet story that we see where kids are blinded with love for their pets and then the care and the discipline comes to parents. Yeah. So I love that role reversal. Good.
1: Good. So my next, or so my first one is a little sad so okay this one is called we did not talk about sad pet books we no it's it, it, oh, it ha- happy ending. happy okay. ending all okay. right it's a little sad to start with though okay okay um so the first one is can i be your dog by troy cummings right okay so this is a picture book uh it's the tale of arfie A homeless mutt who lives in a box in an alley. Arfie writes to every person on Butternut Street about what a great pet he'd make. His letters to his prospective owner share that he's housebroken, which is a plus. He has his own squeaky toy, which is very good. And he can learn to live with cats. I mean, he doesn't like cats, but like he can learn to live with them kind of thing. But no one wants him. Won't anyone open their heart and home to a lonesome dog? I, I, I read this and I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Mm-mm, I gotta do it So my, one of my favorite dogs that I've ever had um, Bubby uh, His name is actually Dragon He was all black as well actually uh, He does, He didn't have basketball eyes He had more like chocolate eyes But um Well Obi-Bubi has like these bright orange eyes And looks like little basketballs We really thought he was gonna be a basketball cat Because Paul's previous cat, Chloe, was a, a football cat So we were like, oh okay, we're excited We hoped for a baseball cat But we didn't really get that Anyway Um, But no Like we He found him My mom I was <laughs> Okay saying- <laughs> I <need a> minute.
0: <laughs> About what? <laughs> I need to understand how the determination is made between a football cat, a basketball cat, and a baseball cat. Okay. Okay. So. What, 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 are, what are the rankings? What, what is the rubric for determining this? Okay. So, Chloe was a football cat. Bless. I love Chloe. Uh, it was
1: cold and she wanted to be warm. So, she wanted to sit on the couch with everyone when they were watching football. She loved football food. She's like, yes, give me the snacks and everything like that. So every time football was on, she had good associations. And, like, she was a beautiful color cat, and she had a lot of brown on her. Gorgeous, 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 like, football. Like, okay. fall football, okay. that was her favorite time of the year. Okay. Except for, like, turkey holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like... Obi, we thought maybe because his eyes were like orange and he has like a lot of energy and he's very long. Like guys, I'm telling you when he stands up on his back feet, his head like goes above my waist. Like he can like claw at me. I'm like, baby, I love you. No, go away. He's very long. So we thought because he was so tall, maybe he'd be a basketball cat. And you know, like during basketball season, he'd be really into it. We also did try volleyball. He's getting pretty good at volleying. Like if you throw something and like he can like smack it back. So maybe he's a volleyball cat. I don't know. But we don't think he's a baseball cat. He just does not seem to have the patience for it you have to have patience to play baseball
0: i hate how much i saw this coming what do you mean no i just like when i think about how i would rate if my cat is a blah 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 blah, cat right um that all makes absolute sense (laughs) okay (laughs) moving on won't anyone open up their heart it's a little oh oh but
1: um no so my favorite (laughs) dog that we ever had bubby um My mom called him my brother, the only brother I was going to get kind of thing. Um, We actually picked him up at the elementary school. I was sick one day and my mom had to drive my sister. And she asked, like, where is this dog from? And they're like, I don't know. He's been here for a few weeks. He just kind of runs around. So my mom just opens the door and she's like, all right, kid, do you want a home? And he just jumps in the passenger seat. He just sits there. He's like,
0: I'm ready to go home. He raised like four sets of kittens. Loved that dog. He's the best. I I love that. That is adorable. So I'm assuming since you said it has a happy ending that someone... Yes. Okay. And he has a book, too. And in the book, Oh, he has a book, too?
1: And the book, too, is titled I Found a Cat.
0: <laughs> this sounds adorable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my second picture book is called Pet Fairies to the Rescue by Daisy Meadows. So this is an early reader. Daisy Meadows actually writes a number of different, like, fairy sorts of series like there's the color fairies and the weather fairies and the jewel fairies the jewel fairies and the craft fairies well this is the pet fairies that's kind of a little bit younger so it's an early reader still just as adorable so georgia the guinea pig is worried about her guinea pig sparky who has been acting very strange lately he stole her wand and as we know a fairy's wand is her most important item Possession, oh, yeah. And he has run off. So Georgia and her friends, Katie the kitten fairy and Lauren the puppy fairy, shrink down to guinea pig size and set out on a pet-finding mini-adventure. So I adore <laughs> this because... I mean, Daisy Meadows is onto something with all of these adorable fairy sorts of books I'm going to throw out there. These are the ones that when they're the color fairies, the pages of the book are actually that color. So the pink fairy has pink paper in her book. It's adorable. I love that. I love that it's an early reader. So then that means that you're budding early, before you're getting to like those magic treehouse sorts of books, this is going to be perfect for that age group. But I also love that a guinea pig has her own guinea pig. <laughs> like I don't know why I think that's so hysterical, but I really do. So pet fairies to the rescue. This is adorable. It's it's just chef's kiss, isn't it? Just, it's adorable.
1: I'm just completely enamored. Anyway, this is my favorite version of Honey, and Shrunk the Kids. Okay.
0: It is. It is. I'm very excited. I am too.
1: <sighs> oh, okay. So. In looking for pet books, I found a lot of dogs. I searched for cats because obviously I have a bias. And then I wanted to find one that wasn't about a dog or a cat. So I found this book called Not Norman, A Goldfish Story. (laughs) I love that
0: it's a goldfish.
1: (laughs) Also, quick aside, before I even start this, I did have goldfish. The only ones that I can remember the names are Fred and Wilma, and I just remembered because they were married. And that's all. I was a very odd child. Anyway, what? Fred and Wilma, like Flintstones? Oh
0: I, I get the reference. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So <laughs> Okay, so Goldfish story. Tell me about Norman.
1: Norman the goldfish isn't what this little boy had in mind. He wanted a different kind of pet, one that could run and could catch and chase a string or climb trees or like a soft per- uh furry pet that he could sleep on his bed with at night. I totally understand that. Some of the best parts about having a pet. Norman is definitely not that. (laughs) (laughs) When he tries to trade Norman for a good pet though, things don't go as planned. So I haven't read this one yet. I have- ordered this book because I cannot wait to see how it ends. I'm so delighted. And I just I just love this kid who's like, oh, I wanted to get rid of this goldfish. Oh no, maybe he's better than I thought. Maybe I wanted this goldfish. I'm like, what happens in this story to trade you from wanting to play outside to like loving your fish in a bowl? I don't know. I'm so excited. But also like the, I know so many kids, like my sister wanted a turtle for the longest time. And there are so many kids that don't necessarily want those traditional pets. They want more like fish or like uh, reptiles and stuff like that. So...
0: So I love that this leads into um, my next book. This is a throwback. I believe the copyright date on this book is 1990. But I specifically picked it because it did not have the usual dog or cat. But it also has a reference to a library. So you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking for. It is called I Took My Frog to the Library by Eric A. Kimmel. So a little girl brings her pets. Pets. Plural. Plural. And obviously we can deduce from the title that a frog is one of them. So (laughs) she brought her pets to the library and disastrous results ensued. (laughs) So I can only imagine like the antics that are in this book. And I bet it's like legit, just laugh out loud, hilarity. Also... I mean, do I want to see your pets at the library? I probably do. (laughs) So I just think it sounds so adorable. That is so cute. Speaking of the library.
1: Okay, so my next book that I want to talk about is Lola Gets a Cat by Anna McQuinn. Okay, so here's the description. Lola wants a cat. But mommy says taking care of a pet is a lot of work. So Lola does her homework. At the library, she finds books about cats and pet care, and she and mommy learn as much as they can. She pretends that her stuffed kitty is real and practices taking care of it. When the time comes, Lola is allowed to pick out her new friend at an animal shelter. With patience and care, her kitten settles into her home. I love, I love, love, love that she, her mom is like, okay. If you want to do this, you got to show me you can do it. So she goes to the library. She does research. She actively treats her stuffed animal like it's an actual cat just to show her mom how she would take care of it. And like, I, oh, this is so cute to me. (laughs) Anyway, but oh, speaking of libraries, I also want to point out if you want to come to your local library and get some information about taking care of a pet or whatever,
0: do we have the information for you? Mandy, hit it. Yes, so not only do we have books, but um, one of the things that we've been working on over the last couple of years are some checkoutable kits to do things together as a family. And one of our totes that we have is a pet's tote and it has some fun recipes f- to make for your dog or your cat. It has some fun recipes to make for your humans puppy chow. <laughs> anyway, um, and it also has some really adorable, um, it has some cute books in it. It has some different activities to do. And it has some really wonderful like how to make some different types of pet toys, um, pet beds with things that you can find around your house. Um, some pretty easy craft types of things that you can do for your furry friends. And it's called our Pets stem tote and it has all sorts of different um like like I said activities and different things like that. So we couldn't do an episode about pets and not throw in that we have this fun check-outable kit. You're you know, you're welcome to take it and just look at the books, just do one or two of the activities, try the recipes, whatever it is that you would like to do. They are located on the back side of the new bookshelf that is directly across from the circulation desk. So if you can come into the library and you're like, uh, tell me where the pets thing is, we can we can help you out. Never, f- never fear about that. <laughs> we also have
1: so many like encyclopedias. Like there's a dog encyclopedia, a there cat is. encyclopedia. A horse like, one.
0: Yeah, yeah. We just updated those this year. Like yeah. the world book, books about dogs, cats, horses, and there was one other one. I think it's like sharks. <laughs> oh yeah, it was sharks. Please don't get a shark as a pet. Also, don't bring your shark to the library.
1: There's a lot of, like, flawed thinking to get shark to the library. And I maybe do want to see it. I just want to see, like, the Calamity. I don't know. Don't do it. Pass.
0: (laughs) Pass. All right. Tell me your next book, Erin. All right. So...
1: I'm going to shift from away from picture books and I'm going to shift to like junior readers. So this is like first grade, second grade, kind of like grade level, first grade, second grade, third grade kind of thing. And the first one that I want to talk about is Yellow Princess Gets a Pet by Alyssa Crown. So for as long as she can remember, Abby has wanted two things, to be a magical princess and to get a pet. And now one of her dreams is about to come true. She's finally adopting a pet. At first, Abby can't make up her mind about what pet to get, though maybe a yellow canary yellow is her favorite color or a sweet little bunny before long she settles on the perfect fluffy white kitten but abby's in for a surprise the perfect pet for this princess may not be fluffy or white or kitten at all so i haven't actually read this book so i have no idea what the pet is so i am delighted and i feel like going because we have this one in our stacks just going through and flipping to the end to be like okay what did you get though (laughs) which is
0: cheating (laughs) Spoilers! (laughs) Spoilers! <laughs> that sounds adorable. So I'm going to follow up with uh, a book called Posy the Puppy by Jane Clark. But it's actually part of the series Dr. Kitty Cat. So Dr. Kitty Cat is a talented vet and an adorable cat. She is ready to rescue whenever help is needed. So when Posey the puppy hurts her leg at field day, Dr. Kitty Cat rushes to save the day before Posey is disqualified. So this is a whole series of Dr. Kitty Cat. So it's going to combine cats, other animals, but also kind of what it means to be a vet in an early reader. And For kids to kind of decide, like, is this something that I think I would enjoy doing for a job? This sounds so cool. I mean, so many kids are like, I want to grow up and be a veterinarian. If you have a kid like that at home, the Dr. Kitty Cat series is going to be an adorable foray into learning about what it is that vets do.
1: I love this so much. I also just love the idea of Dr. Kitty Cat because that's just like the perfect mouthful.
0: You know what I mean? Also, Dr. Kitty Cat has like one of those bands that goes around her head that has like the light that shines. Like it looks like she looks so adorable on the cover. She has her own little lab coat. It's adorable.
1: I okay. Gotta keep.
0: I am delighted. Okay. Uh, We
1: can't talk about pets without like talking about horses. Because like, especially in our own Oh my goodness. I was
0: just going to say this. Same lead into my next book too. You're right. We're going to horses. Let's talk.
1: (laughs) It's horse girl time. And I said horses, but I kind of meant seahorses for my book. Don't worry. We'll get there. So the book that I'm talking about is The Secret Seahorse by Debbie Dady. So this is part of our mermaid series that we have. So I think this is like book number six. I think you don't have to read all of them. You can just start with this one. But the description for this one is, Of all the creatures in the ocean, seahorses are Echo Reef's favorite. They're sweet and gentle, and they glide through the water so gracefully. When Echo discovers that Rocky Ridge, one of her Trident Academy classmates, has his own pet seahorse, she wants one right away. Not everyone agrees seahorses should be pets, however. Perhaps they are the happiest when they are swimming freely. But Echo thinks that if Rocky can make a seahorse happy,
0: she can too. Can't she? She absolutely can.
1: Right. This is a flashback to my childhood. I just remembered this episode of, like, the Little Mermaid that Disney Channel had for a while where she was, like, taming this wild horse. Oh, seahorse. I'm sorry. This is a flashback. You can take this out. I love this for you. <laughs> it just vividly hit me as I was talking about seahorses. I adore this.
0: Um. So I'm going to talk about real horses. Okay. And this one is called Horsing Around by Nancy E. Krulik. This is part of the Katie Kazoo series. And I will be honest, this sounds terrible. I Katie Kazoo is a little bit older than some of the series that are, you know, currently out right now. And I didn't really know what this series is about. But the first book is called Katie Kazoo Switcheroo. So Katie Kazoo finds herself in situations and then all of a sudden she's switcherooed with something else in this situation that gives her a better opportunity to sort of understand.
1: Oh, that's fun. Like a Freaky Friday sort of thing.
0: Yeah, let's yeah. like, yeah. So this is part of that series. Becky is taking writing lessons and everybody knows all about it. Katie and her <laughs> friends are sick and tired of hearing Becky brag about what a great writer she is. So already I'm sold because for real, when there's that one kid that's doing something that's just enough different than what everybody else is doing and that's all they're talking about. Oh yeah. Like they've made it their whole personality. Yeah.
1: Anyway, that's the horse girl conversation. That's
0: the horse girl conversation. So Katie's like, all right, let's see how good Becky is. And we'll go to one of her competitions and watch her. And Becky is actually a really good writer and she does get first place. But Katie gets switcherooed with Becky's horse Brownie and has a front row seat to what competition and writing is really like. Oh, that's so fun. Isn't that fun? Oh, I thought this was, I, I loved because, I mean, this is this is sort of like geared towards like that second, third, fourth grade level. And that's, you know, when we start to see parts of our personality really starting to shine, mm-hmm. but yet it does a really great job of, of doing that switcheroo so that you can kind of see things from a different perspective and start to help develop those critical thinking skills and being able to look at a situation from multiple perspectives. But... Not in a preachy, obnoxious sort of way, but like in a really cute and funny way. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my goodness, I wonder what Brownie thinks about all of this and what Brownie thinks of Becky. Yeah. Anyway, so I just think it's adorable. And I'm not going to like, I don't want to read all of the Katie Kazoos (laughs) because it sounds just super cute. And I loved Freaky Friday. Oh my God, good. I love this. (laughs) So. Okay. Was that your last book? No, I have one more.
1: Okay. Okay. So this is my last book, and this one is older,
0: but I chose it because I like it. You're being so cautious about your choice. Well, okay. Go for it. So
1: it's it's not like a clear pet story. It's a story about animals who are living their life, living their best dreams, and then they realize that being the pet is the best dream kind of thing.
0: Oh, okay. So okay. This, is,
1: this is called Cat Rings by Ursula K. Le Guin. So she's actually a pretty famous author. She does a lot of fantasy and stuff like that. I genuinely like her. So this is a description for the first book. This is a whole series. Mrs. Jane Tabby can't explain why her four precious kittens were born with wings. But she's grateful that they are able to use their flying skills to soar away from the dangerous city where they were born. However, once the kittens escape the big city, they learn that country life can be just as difficult. And now this is a bit of a spoiler. I will say the second book is about them finding... These two kids in the country who adore them and think they are just precious and then who spends the rest of the book working up their family so they can like keep them at home kind of thing so then they find their own home and it's like a whole series and then they like they have a call back to the city where they try to go visit their mom and then they find like another little kitten who was abandoned it's so cute because she also has wings and she has no idea what to do so they take her under her wings so she's kind of a pet too for them it's just very cute I love this one I just I remember reading this as a kid because I'm just like a cat with wings that's insane oh give me more (laughs)
0: Give me all of the books about cats with wings. Yes. Well, this is my last book. And this is, um, it's actually the fifth book of a series by Jaden Kent called Ella and Owen. Now, Ella and Owen are two dragon siblings. Okay. <laughs> Owen always wants to stay home and read a book. Same, Owen. Same. (laughs) And Ella is the one who's always ready for an adventure. So she like convinces and talks Owen into a lot of stuff. And so each book is like a different adventure. So this book, book number five, is called The Great Troll Quest. And Ella and Owen are trying to escape these giant trolls. And the only way that they can escape these trolls is to grant them a wish. And what do the trolls wish for? What? Puppies. What? Because what doesn't make a giant troll much happier but puppies. You're right. But I am so silly. <laughs> you are so silly. You just didn't even know. But what Ella and Owen are finding out is that all of the puppies in the land have been taken by an evil cyclops.
1: Oh, so no. they
0: have to go on this adventure to find these puppies, defeat the evil cyclops, make the trolls happy, and then that's how they escape the trolls. So we've got adventures all over the place. Plus, so much fun with all of these mythical creatures and different things like that. I... Adore it. It just, they, these are adorable. They're gonna be for like first through third grade. They have a lot of white space in between the lines and like some charcoal drawings, sort of like black and white drawings inside. So these I really like because they, they look like they're thicker books, like probably an inch big, but kids really love them because they can read the pages so much faster. So it looks like they're making lots more progress, which sometimes for reluctant readers can really make. Make a big difference. Oh, yeah. Also, one of the favorite things that I used to do with my kids, especially when they were starting to like bridge into like chapter books and stuff is you read one page and I'll read the other. Well, sometimes like with certain books that are just all text, that can seem kind of daunting. But if their page in Ella and Owen has the picture, then they have about a paragraph. So they read some and then they get a bunch of story and then they read some and then they get a bunch of story. So it really makes that joint shared reading a lot easier, which I love this series for as well.
1: That's just so cute. I also love all these mythical beings. They want like a puppy, which is something like, obviously people have interacted with and stuff like that. So it really grounds you too. Like, oh, here's this fun stuff. My imagination is running wild. Here's this grounding moment for me with a pet that I understand. And I understand the love for this kind of thing. Yes. Yeah.
0: And the idea that pets make us happy and they make us not grumpy. I mean, sometimes. At five o'clock in the morning when Ollie has decided to wake up for the day and just wants attention not my favorite but most of the time he does bring a smile to my face i I do love this for
1: you obi bobi 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 he does nothing wrong that's a lie. he does a lot wrong i covered the mic i don't know if you can see this (laughs) obviously this is an audio podcast so you probably can't but he does a
0: lot of things wrong but obi bobi i love you i hope you're listening And with that, we are going to sign off from our pets episode. We would love to hear your favorite book about a pet. Or, I mean, honestly, we would really just love to see your pets and, like, adorable pet stories. Because if there is anything that library personnel love more than books, it's adorable animals. Those animals may also be your children, too. I mean, so if you (laughs) want to send us pictures of them or stories of them, you can do so at Library at gmail.com. And we hope you join us next time for our next episode episode um check us out on facebook on our website www.columbusjct.lib.ia.us i don't have gills um (laughs) i am not a pet apparently no i get that i do although honestly i i do kind of want to come back as a cat that would be lit well can i be a pet cat i want to be a pet cat can i be a
1: pet cat i want to be aaron's pet cat there you go we don't have kids so it's just us spending entirely too much time literally my boyfriend gets up to make sure that like obi doesn't spend too much time alone so he'll get up early like take time with him kind of thing be like okay did you get some time Did you get some social time i'll play with you and then he goes back to bed and i'm like you were spoiling him and he's like "Eh, it's fine we don't kids why not it's like okay I can't wait to
0: see what he does with your children. I think this is going to be amazing. Uh, Uphill battle. <laughs> we, we digress. Anyway, so we will catch you. We will catch you later. We will catch you next time on the Beyond the Bookshelf podcast. Bye. Bye.